say down the lake bonneville Mall. so the gull i'm assuming that's a, a seagull i'm uh, thinking it's a seagull that's a bad <laughs> guy <laughs> one of the, the, the seagull the seagull is actually the, the gull is actually a good guy that's like batman oh Sugarhouse park and then in in utah three we announced on facebook a little bit ago we're working on a, a she-gull oh that's oh. great a she-gull a so, she-gull yeah that's... so like i said it's it's i love playing with the utah culture and that's where utah came from that's his uh Utah number one, obviously, is yeah. his origin story. So. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Combo Series. I am your host, RJ, a.k.a. Reg Travels. And I guess that would make me Trevin Riser, a.k.a. The Chosen One, back again once back again. Back again once again. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Good if you're morning. watching this in the morning, good, good morning. evening. If you're watching this in the evening, good night and a good day. Good night and good day, sir. Good night and good luck. <laughs> good day to you. <laughs> uh, Welcome every, back. Yeah, for sure. Everybody that's watching on YouTube, firstly, we'd like to say thank you. We appreciate you. If you're not, jump on over to YouTube. We're on the road to 100 subscribers. Like and subscribe to that. We appreciate you guys. But you guys know, um, if you're watching this, we already have our special guest in the studio today. I'm going to do a little short bio for him because I'm super excited to have him in the studio so we can talk about stuff that I love. Uh, Trevin, you know. <laughs> I am well aware. So, um, we have a guy from Rocky Mountain Comics. That is a comics, um, I guess, strip here in Utah, uh, in the Rocky Mountain area. Rocky Mountain Comics is an indie comic creator and publisher. In addition to the online comic featured on Facebook, they've written, illustrated, and done cover work on other projects several different projects and we have the author slash illustrator here from rocky mountain comics everyone welcome travis thanks for having me you want your last name out there it's okay travis romney travis romney everybody there it is travis romney you can't hear it right now but in post-production there's gonna be a lot of people clapping for you yeah (laughs) you guys could do amazing things with sound bites (laughs) exactly so welcome we appreciate you coming in man how's it going doing well thanks for having me i'm excited to be here it's an honor to have you right We've, we've not had anybody do any type of illustration or comics or anything on the show yet. You are absolutely our first. That's why you're not at 100 subscribers yet. <laughs> That's the reason. Well, we you heard it now. here. So now we got what it takes, right? <laughs> Click we that damn button. <laughs> Click the button, people. <laughs> we appreciate you. Um, no, so I'd like to just kind of get into like where you come from, how you grew up, and all that stuff before we get into uh, what you actually do. The comics and everything. So, uh, where are you from? How'd you? Where'd you grow up and all that jazz? So I was actually born and raised here in in Salt Lake, uh, Mill Creek area. Okay. Okay. So um, it, it's been fun. Utah is yeah. a great place to grow up. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it's one of those. We have such a unique background and so many different mixes of people and and such strong cultures mm-hmm. that it, it's makes for awesome material for a comic strip i'm just saying i mean i don't think you can go anywhere else in this united states and find a place that has so much more cliches than we do so um i'm gonna fight back on that because i'm from a place that's very cliche. <laughs> <laughs> i'm from alabama bro True. Uh, alabama the the bible belt yeah you know, the buckle of the bible belt by the way you know one of these days we're gonna that's have a that tongue twister bible belt mm. versus the jello belt and see what happens jello belt yeah what? idaho utah Part of Arizona, Nevada. Okay, I think I'm learning something new right Me here. Me too, and I'm from here. <laughs> Hold can you, on. Can you talk about what is that? What is uh, that? The Jello Belt. So it's. Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously the the predominant culture here, at least was, was the the Mormons or the LDS Church. Right. Right. And they're really huge into Jello. For some I did reason. not know that. Yeah, that's the one of my characters, the Mighty Utah, gets his powers from radioactive green Jello. <laughs> I so. noticed that. We're gonna talk about the Mighty Utah later. <laughs> so, uh, 
So, um, you I know, was wondering about that. That's awesome. Oh, it makes sense. So, Utah, Idaho, Nevada, Arizona, they have very, you know, large populations of, of the LDS or Mormon faith. And so, mm-hmm. it, it's commonly referred to as the Jello Belt. Okay. I did not know that. Right? It, but, yeah, I mean, the whole, like, LDS is, it's, is like its own culture, especially where it's, like, very prominent in this area. Um, the funeral potatoes. Funeral Which potatoes. RJ Which, uh, did learn about from I me. I was introduced uh, to those. Shouts out to Trevin and Victoria. And I've had the green jello. I just, I guess it, I didn't realize it was an us thing. So, oh, totally. so specifically, the jello has to be green? Yep. So it green, mostly is. Well, yeah, that's like the go to color. It can be other colors. In fact, again, with Mighty Utah, different color jellos do different things to them. And spoiler alert for those who haven't read Utah number two funeral potatoes are actually his weakness. What? Yep, they're served at funerals. Okay. So it's the one thing that can hurt oh, him. Oh, I can't wait to get into that. So. Uh, yeah, once we get into the Mighty Utah, I'm definitely going to talk about funeral potatoes because I got like uh, some insight on that as an outsider. Nice. Um, Wow. Okay. So you were you were born in the Jello Belt. Yep. Born in the Jello. Okay. Belt. So right in Mill Creeks, uh, close to Salt Lake City. Yeah, Mill Creeks just outside. It's uh, you know roughly you know twenty seven hundred south, and then down on the east side of the the valley. Okay. Um, I loved drawing ever since I was a little kid. Mm. I think my first uh, major piece of artwork was actually on the the wall of my parents house and <laughs> as it, it usually is yeah it got raced pretty quickly some of the reviews were horrible i guess <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but i like i said i love drawing been mm-hmm. doing it ever since i was a little kid and it, i've always wanted to be a cartoonist mm-hmm. I, especially mm-hmm. when i was a kid i read the sunday funnies with peanuts and baby blues and oh, same. all of them i mean that's yeah. how that's how i grew up and then when i was six or seven i got introduced to my first comic book store dr volts which is still in mill creek so shouts out to dr volts totally shouts out dr volts been going there for oh, almost 30 years mm. and uh you know it just changed my world that's what i wanted to do that's what i wanted to do and finally about junior high high school when everybody's like what do you want to do and you tell them well, i want to be a cartoonist i want to be a comic mm-hmm. book creator they all laugh at you and say, "Kid, what are you really gonna? Do <laughs> what are you to, really? What are you gonna really do to make money?" And mm-hmm. so, you know, it always was a hobby. Unfortunately, I, I bought into that. What are you gonna do to make money? Ah, and so, okay. you know, high school, I decided to uh, go into law enforcement because mm-hmm. I just couldn't stand the idea of sitting in a desk. So, understandable. That's why I went into law enforcement, and it was about 2014. I met a, a dear friend of mine who who became a mentor. He's one of the co-founders of the Lady. His name's Chris Hoffman. Mm-hmm. And he had written a, a comic book called The Salt City Strangers. <laughs> nice. And at that point, I was like, you know, if he could take this dream and go for it, why can't I? And so in 2014, mm. that's when I started doing the Rocky Mountain comics. Nice. That's a really... 2014, right? Yep. What were you saying? Sorry, Trevin. Just that like ties into like what we're doing, what we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like our parents set us up for a world that doesn't necessarily exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's always the old, uh, like, oh, you can't do that as a career, whether it be music or yeah. playing video games. Our parents told us to get off the damn video games and go outside <laughs> if we wanted to make something of ourselves. Now, yes. some of the highest paid people of our millions. generation are gamers. Yeah, making what, millions of one dollars. One of the things I'm more pissed off about is uh, the old Pokemon cards I had when I was a kid. My parents told them, throw away. That's a waste oh, of my time. Oh, my God. And now that Charizard went for, like, wow. thousands of dollars. It's like, really? <laughs> I had that card. You had the Charizard. Like, ah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I mean, like you said, just a whole different That's so world. sad. Yeah. I think I had about five of them bitches when yeah. I was a kid. Your studio would be twice the size of I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of two studios, yeah. we'd have... Oh, wait, no, we have technically three here, right? Yeah. yeah. Shouts out. Yeah. We'd have six. <laughs> yeah. We'd have double. Um, 
No, yeah, but going back to what you were saying and uh, kind of tying into what you were saying, we'll get into uh, Valeity in a little bit. I know you noted, uh, you mentioned it, and for our listeners, Valeity is. Could you could you tell them real quick what so, Valeity Studi- Studios is? So Valeity Studios was actually a dream uh, of Chris Hoffman and an, uh, another dear friend of mine, Andrew Malin, and they uh, both had separate f- groups of friends that they they. They, they had a dream of succeeding in the comic book industry, and, and some of these friends weren't exactly as, as, do, as uh, um, dedicated as they were. Right. So they ended up getting together, and they called Valady because Valady is Latin. It means um, a, a dream without action. Mm-hmm. And so they got together because they both wanted to take action and, and grow and, and be successful. And so that's why they created Valady Studios. Right. So. Okay. So that actually ties into what I was going to say. So... Um, we were talking about how like our parents are preparing us for a world that or prepared us for a world that does not exist. You won't always have a calculator in your pocket, RJ, when you're an adult. That is very untrue. (laughs) (laughs) I have a calculator. I have a gaming system. I have a whole computer in my pocket. And Fortnite players make millions of dollars. Millions. But, um, it, it goes back to our education system too. Um, after the industrial revolution, um, people were, before the okay, let's go back to before the industrial revolution. People were like literally entrepreneurs. That's it. You were farmers, entrepreneurs. You were, you know what I mean. Um, people who were about their own business. And then after the industrial revolution came, uh, say Henry Ford with the um, what do they call it? The line assembly line. Uh-huh. Assembly line. Yeah. So the education system changed with that. Um, instead of teaching people to become entrepreneurs and go into business for themselves, they had and to we teach you how to become. This. Yes, they had to teach you how to become um, employees. Employees. Yes. So that's Good why employees. they teach us this cookie cutter, like you exactly. know, you gotta fit in with everybody else. And a lot of kids don't learn that way, and a lot of kids might find more success in their life uh, in a different learning environment. You right. Know what I mean, and not to put everything like put the education system down completely. I know it's not a perfect system and no system you could replace it with will be right. Exactly. So not that I know everything, but well, no, what I, I was going to say, it, it's also been, I mean, ever since the industrial revolution, you'll have these, these success stories like Elon Musk mm-hmm. and those are becoming the outliers. Not, right. You know, parents will be like, well, that was just a one in a million chance. Yes. That, that can't be you. That mm-hmm. can't be you. You know, Jerry Seagal and Joe Shuster, they created Superman, and they were rejected by almost every major comic book publisher at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Nobody bought into Superman, except finally they, they came along from um, Action Comics, and they did it. And guess what? Yeah. And Action Comics just sold for almost $3 million, mm. you know, number one uh, at auction the other day. I mean, it's like... <laughs> You have to have that desire. You have to have that that wish to make that happen, right? And take that chance because you never know if you're going to be the next Elon Musk or Jerry Segal or Joe Shuster. Mm-hmm. And if you want it bad enough, it's not a one in a million. It's not you know you might not be a billionaire at what you're doing, but if you want to make a living doing what you are passionate about, if you're good at it, you can fucking do it. If you go do it, and you have to be the guy that wants it the most. Well, right. and that's another thing is curb your your expectations of success. I talk to so many people at you know, comic cons and things like that that sit there and say, yeah, I want to be a professional car- cartoonist or comic book artist. Mm-hmm. Or, and and they expect to make millions and millions of dollars and, and that's just not going to happen. Right, right, right. E- even industry leading um, um, artists aren't making millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's just not going to happen. And, and so when you get into these fields, you need to understand there are different levels of success and just because you don't become a millionaire overnight doesn't mean that you weren't successful in what right. you're doing. It's all about what success looks like to you may be different. And that's that what so like true. Gary V says yes. a lot. Uh, and I'm reading uh, Crushing It right mm-hmm. now. Shouts out to Gary V. Shouts out to uh, Gary V. 
But and if you're watching this or listening to this, drop a like and yeah. subscribe. <laughs> we appreciate Show us some you. love, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what was I saying? Um, just, yeah, like you're saying, curb your expectations. You know, not everybody is meant to be a billionaire. And not in the sense that, like, it's not everybody's destiny. But, like, maybe that's not your personality. You know, it, there's a story he told on one of his recent podcast episodes where, uh, like, he was having people who are totally content with their life. They're super happy. They have a sandwich shop or whatever it is that they love doing. That's their business. Uh, it takes care of their bills and their family. They live comfortably. Mm-hmm. They aren't millionaires. They aren't rich by any stretch of the imagination, but they're happy. Then this guy decides I need to upscale my business, becomes a billionaire, super busy, doesn't like being an entrepreneur, doesn't like being a businessman mm-hmm. and hates his life every day. Yep. So know, know where, know what's right for you. You know, you could be the next greatest YouTuber, but maybe you don't need to be famous and rich. That is very true. Um, I, I would love to go back to, uh, like where you started Travis. So let's let's talk about like I know you said you you've pretty much liked to draw pretty much your whole life, right? Right. Um and you wanted to be a cartoonist before people killed that dream and was like, "Ah, you got to have a real dream." Yep. Um <laughs> So with that, how what made you actually realize? I know you said you wanted to be a cartoonist or wanted to do comics. What made you realize, "Okay, this is what I'm going to actually go for?" So what was that moment? Like I said, in 2014, mm-hmm. I'd always been doodling. I met Chris Hoffman, who's one of the co-founders of The Lady. And I read his comic. I became such a huge fan. I went to that uh, Comic-Con that year. Um, and was that's where I met him. And we started talking. And the one thing I, I really noticed about him is he's just a down-to-earth, normal person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's amazing how with these our heroes and things like that, yeah. we start to idolize them and put them in, on these pedestals. And when I met him, he was actually just a normal guy. Mm-hmm. And so I went home and started thinking to myself, well, if he could do it, I could do it. And so that's when I went out and bought my first drawing tablet, which again was horrific. It was more of a signing <laughs> tablet than it was a drawing tablet. Mm-hmm. And I still think that's so cool though. It is. I, I just drew a first comic strip and threw it up on, on Facebook and thought, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And you know, at that point it had 125 likes, but what was interesting that's is something? that page went from zero to a hundred likes in the first week. Oh, okay. And then nice. I, I did another one and it increased to 200 and I've been doing it ever since. Mm-hmm. And now we're over 13,000 followers on Facebook. And then, you know, I started doing Instagram and I, I just, it, it really was just one of those, if he could do it, I could do it. And I threw it up there just to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. And when I started seeing the, the, you know, the response, I, I thought I can keep doing this. So, yeah, we, uh, no, yes. I have noticed the uh, 13,000 is, of course, over 13,000 now. I started actually following you about a month ago before I even got in touch with you. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Because I am, we were talking about this kind of, I don't even remember if we were talking about this on air or off air, but I am the comic, like, movie comic book guy Uh between me and Trevin. Uh So, like, I was definitely, oh, shit, there's Rocky Mountain comics? Let me check this out, you know. Um, But I would love to get into... You're like we were talking about the Utah before. Uh-huh. I would love to get into like where did that premise come from? Is it literally from just growing up in Utah and you're like, ah, we need a superhero? So, or how do we get there? So, essentially, <laughs> Utah has a very interesting story because, uh, like I said, I love making the whole concept of Rocky Mountain comics is poking fun at the, uh, the Utah culture mm-hmm. and, and just typical stereotypes. I try not to, I, I try to walk that fine line where I'm not insulting. 
but it's still funny. I, like you know, satirical. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite sayings was, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Exactly. And so I totally started doing that in the culture. Well, um, I, I'm a bigger guy and actually was a lot bigger than I am now. And I was playing with my, my son. He was four years old and I was pretending to be Superman. And he made a comment. He's like, Dad, fat people can't be Superman. I was literally <laughs> about to ask you why the Utah was like pudgy. <laughs> and, so, and so he looked at me and said, fat people can't be here. I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. I was determined to prove my four-year-old wrong at that point. And so I, I sketched out the mighty Utah. And then we started coming up with some fun antidotes. Like, you know, the reason he's fat is he uh, eats too much uh, Diet Coke and fry sauce. <laughs> And then he started uh, starring in his own little comic strips here and there. One of the first ones with the Mighty Utah. That's him. That's the Mighty Utah. Oh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> Real quick, um, I don't know if we've – have we talked about fry sauce? We should probably no. just oh. go into a little bit of detail what that we is for people actually. that are not in Utah listening. Yeah, when yeah. I discovered it, I was like – Wow, this so is something. Fry sauce is amazing for those of you who live out, or who live outside of Utah. It's I'm so sorry, is. it is. It's so it's hilarious. My parents are my my mom's from back east, from Kentucky and Ohio. Oh, nice. And so when I went back there as a young kid, I went to uh, there's a, a franchise out there called Frisch's Big Boys, mm-hmm. and I asked for fry sauce, and the lady's like, "Oh, okay." And I was like, they don't have fry sauce here. No, that lady said they do. She said, okay. And she brought ketchup, ketchup yep. to the table. And, set it down. <laughs> and I loved how confidently she put it down. Like, there you, you go, go, kid. I'm like, that's not fry Some sauce. Some sauce for your fries. Yeah. <laughs> so here in Utah, it's, it's it's a ketchup and mayonnaise, and they mix it together. That being said, Ed Robin does it with, uh, I think it's barbecue sauce. They call it campfire oh, sauce. Wow. It's delicious. A few people are doing that now. Wendy's what? has a new awesome sauce. I don't know how new it is. But it's basically that. My mom's been making that since I was a kid. Like she prefers it over the traditional oh, fry sauce. It's amazing. So go to Red Robin. It try it. It's awesome. You just put this in my life right now. Yes. I hope you guys know you that. Do, <laughs> replace you the ketchup do, with barbecue. You could do an entire show on fry sauce. I'm just saying, here, dude. Here, here, no, here. seriously. When I first got here, people were like, "Well, I went to. I think maybe I don't know where I went, but anyway, they were like, "You want some fry sauce?" I'm like, "What? <laughs> fry sauce? I'm like, I don't need any ketchup. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good." Yeah. Um, but they're like, here's some fry sauce. I was like, okay. And so I see this orangish sauce, and I'm just like, what the? Kind of like a pink salmon color this? sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is this? I'm like, I'm not eating this shit. So like for the next two times, I didn't eat any. And then finally, somebody gave me some fry sauce. I was like, Emily, at least try it. You know, I got to try it. I'm like, this is some of the best shit. Yep. <laughs> this right here. I've had. Is why you moved to Utah. This the common what, misconception yeah. is that it's just ketchup and mayonnaise. Mm, Although, right. if you're at home and you don't have real fry sauce, ketchup and mayonnaise will do. Right. I prefer Miracle Whip because it's got the tang, the zing okay. that comes from in like restaurants when they make f- real mm, fry sauce. Mm-hmm. It, it has like a lot of pickle juice and lemon juice in it, among other seasonings and flavors. But that's yeah, why so you're not going to get the same so effect from yeah, homemade ketchup and mayonnaise. You got to be sauce. careful. You're giving away the secret recipe. Someone's, <laughs> someone's going to snipe you through the window. <laughs> and those are problems we do not yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, New York's going to have their own fry I'm sauce. I'm sitting you just, up. You just here. ruined it all right there. Right there. <laughs> no, I know, right? New York's with their fry sauce. What the hell? No, um, but seriously, though, the one downfall about fry sauce is that is you will never get the same sauce from no, like two ever. different no. places. And they all have their distinct recipes. And yeah. you will find people in the state that will go to certain restaurants mm. just because they like that fry sauce yeah. over somebody else's yeah. fry sauce. I, I get that. It's hilarious. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it's just fact. It's the way it is. So. Yeah, this is something I was definitely introduced to. Uh, what were we talking about before fry sauce? Mighty Utah. Mighty Utah. So, yeah, no. <laughs> that was an attempt to prove my four-year-old wrong that fat people can be superheroes. <laughs> and so Utah was born. He's Utah's Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, at first he started in a few comic strips. Like the first one I think I ever did with him 
is it said, uh, do you know why Utah is mightier than uh, Superman and Spider-Man? Mm. It's because they're only children. We're here in Utah. We've got to fight off 12 siblings and it. <laughs> off a bunch of others. Right. That's and so, like I said, it, it started off in that. And then, like I said, after I met uh, uh, Chris Hoffman and the lady, I, I was telling him all about it. And he's like, well, we should, you know, his superheroes are all our Utah base as well. Mm. He's got um, the Salt City Strangers. You've got the Gull. You've got uh, Deputy Deseret, you've got Golden Spike, Dead Mother, and the Son of Bigfoot. The and Son of Bigfoot. <laughs> I, I was, I loved. This those is my books. new obsession. I know, oh, right? Yeah, no, I loved his comic books, and so I was telling him one time it would be funny if they they all teamed up and worked together, and so mm. we actually created um, uh, the Mighty Utah Number One, mm-hmm. where the Gull does a crossover. The Gull is a more popular hero. He's like Batman, but he lives in Sugar House Park and eats trash. <laughs> and he, uh, so we we did a little crossover with him. And the mighty Utah. And again, that that first comic book was such a rough drawing because I still had the the old uh, drawing uh, tablets that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so fun and was such well received. I mean, we were sold out at the next uh, Salt Lake Comic Con that we went to. And, nice. And uh, you know, people. Uh, uh, it was one of the higher grossing Kickstarters that we had for Valady and Rocky Mountain Comics. And so it was just such a big hit that um, it's continued, and now there's a, a Utah number two sequel, and we're working on number three. Nice, so, yeah. And how long have you guys been uh, doing the team up Avengers slash Justice League type thing? So Utah came out in 2018, so roughly about that time is when we okay. uh, we started really uh, Rocky Mountain and Valady really started working hand in hand. Uh, we've been friends, like I said, since about 2014. So, so have you uh, within that time? And going through the pandemic like we did last year, mm-hmm. did you see it, or did you feel an uptick of okay, I got to get more comics out? How how did that process so, go? What was interesting with the pandemic, uh, you know, it, it really restricted like meetings and and getting together and things like that and collaborating. It shut down mm-hmm. a, a Wasatch Comic Con and Salt Lake Comic Con. And, yes, I know. I was supposed to go to Salt Lake oh, Comic Con. So sad, <laughs> and you know, it took out all the conventions, which is where we we really sell the the books mm-hmm. and so i really started focusing more on the web the the web comic so that way people okay. had new content you know while they were in their house and were able to to look at it on on their phones or laptops and things like that and so i really focused on that just trying to make people laugh that, mm-hmm. that's why i originally created it was not just to take a chance on my drawings but i i loved the sunday funnies yeah and i just want people to laugh so that's <laughs> yeah. that's when i started doing that we started playing around with the pandemic there were a few uh um, issues where uh, Mighty Utah was fighting the coronavirus and turned it into a monster. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, I had a lot of good time with it. But, you know, during the pandemic, we were able to, to continue on with the web comic, but it really kind of put a halt to the paper comics. Got you, got you. Um, can we talk a little bit about the demon of Devin, Devlin Hall? Demon of Devlin Hall. Who Who is the demon of Devlin Hall, and how did you come up with that concept? So that is actually, my, my two favorite superheroes are Superman and Daredevil. And so the de- Daredevil, Daredevil, that's a really good one. So the Demon of Devlin Hall is my version of Daredevil. It's about this kid, and 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 it's also about anti-bullying. I hate bullies, always right. have. I think that's another reason why I became a, a, a work, you know, started in law enforcement back when I was told mm-hmm. I couldn't do comics. Right, is because I hate bullies. And so when I, I created the de- uh, Demon of Devlin Hall, it's a my take on Daredevil. You've got this kid who, you know, kind of lives in the shadows. Nobody really knows who he is. He's got the hoodie. He's awesome. 
and uh, he takes on different bullies throughout the school, but it's set up in a way like Daredevil where you have, you know, your different crime bosses and your different, mm-hmm. um, um, different villains and things like that. And so we kind of parried, parody a little off of uh, the Daredevil comics. Nice. So if you like Daredevil, you'll really like the Demon of Devil. I love Daredevil. And this one I told you, I've been telling you yeah. that you should get into. That sounds like really legit. Daredevil is one yeah. of my favorites. And I, I think it's because, you know, he's a street level hero. So he's, you know, other than his like radar sense and his enhanced, uh, uh, senses mm-hmm. um, the problems that he deals with are very like normal problems yeah. he's not out there fighting <laughs> Thanos who's destroying half the galaxy he's fighting you know your, your a crime syndicate or yeah, something crime like syndicate or some you know dirtbag yeah. landlord who's trying to kick out old ladies and he, you know he's also got the, the it's cool one thing. of the episodes actually yeah. <laughs> and he also has a um, awesome uh, dynamic between his faith and, and what he does mm. as a superhero he's a diehard Catholic and so he actually has to go to confessional because, mm-hmm. you know, he, he goes out and, you know, beats the crap out of all these people. He has, Kicks his, ass. He yeah. has these lines he won't cross. And yet the people he surrounds himself with, like Punisher, Electra, they all are willing constantly to go. crossing all the lines. Yep. And, and he doesn't want to. So, I mean, the, 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 the dynamic and character uh, development in Daredevil is just beautiful. And I think it's a loss on a lot of people. I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think that's why he's one of the more popular superheroes. Yeah. But, he is awesome. So, uh, what is his name that plays Daredevil? Charlie. Charlie Cox. Cox. Yeah. Man, I can never the see new another one? Daredevil. Uh, yeah, yeah, again. In Netflix. That's yeah. not Charlie Cox. Oh, it's yeah, like no. Tony Stark. He is Robert Downey Jr. Oh yeah. Charlie Cox is Daredevil. Well, they, they launched that uh, Save the Daredevil campaign, mm, and what yeah. I'm really loving with with again social media podcasts and all these things is the pressure it's having on the major studios. I mean, you look at uh, release the Snyder Cut for the Justice Yes! And, and, and it actually pushed DC and Warner Brothers to release the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Save the Daredevil campaign, or Save the Devil campaign, pushed Marvel that, you know, at the moment it's it's rumors, but there has been some confirmation Charlie Cox is reprising his role as Daredevil that would be in incredible. the upcoming Spider-Man 3 movie that comes out in December. Right. So, I mean, like I said, it, it's awesome that these, these social media and these, these grassroots campaigns are pushing these major publishers mm-hmm. to listen to their fans and be like, okay, well, we got to do this. So. Exactly. The internet rules now. The internet, <laughs> yes, like, yes, 100%. and not in like, it rules, man, like, <laughs> kind of way, but like, it the internet is god now almost you know it's it is the it decides one thing. my favorite thing is like there's no more gatekeepers right for like any of these industries that, or they are very very much so dissipating they still sure. exist mm-hmm. but there's a lot more of them and yeah. it's a and there's a lot less influence from the gatekeepers yeah. i guess so like yeah. if you're going like our route the podcast on youtube and spotify you can do that without having to get the go ahead from anybody right but uh yeah, that was just like a side point. I don't want to go too Not deep yet. on a tangent. <laughs> um, but actually, can we hop off on a tangent? <laughs> and talk about the comic book movies and you know, all that stuff. Sure. Um, so you said you've always loved Superman, Superman, and Daredevil. And Daredevil. So you're not really a DC or Marvel. So if it really depends on what you're looking for. That's the hardest question. It's funny. It's at it's very hard. DC versus Marvel. And mm-hmm. I've always been one of those. It's really hard because for me, it depends on what you're looking for. DC has more of these grandiose, like Superman, like God-like characters, Superman, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. And, and even the argument, everybody know Batman's a street level. Yeah, that's what he started off as. But, you know, lately, Batman's been sitting in the Morbius chair, you know, on Apocalypse. He's also been taking on, you know, oh, these, these yeah. major villain so mm-hmm. I, I i even look at batman as as one of those with enough prep enough prep time is the, the cliche that he could take on <laughs> and so that's the thing with batman prep time yeah prep time 
he uh, so he, I mean you have these these DC characters that are really larger than life, whereas Marvel, you know, I, I know with the the Infinity um, Stones, War, yeah, the Infinity War saga okay, that, uh-huh. that just went on in the movies. It, it really blew it up. But if you go back to the original Mar- uh, Marvel movies, Captain America, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, they are also very street-level, yeah. organized heroes. Very human-like. That have real human problems. And, and, you know, it's awesome to see how each industry affects each other. Because if you notice now, they just released uh, Superman and Lois. That's another mm-hmm. uh, TV show. Which is actually good. A, I didn't expect that to be good. <laughs> what they did is they actually took... You know this the superhero with godlike powers mm-hmm. and made him a father and now he's got yeah. to deal with you know kids and actual teenage drama and that dynamic and, humanizes and, him so yep. much and they they took and, and that's what's awesome about it, is they took this godlike hero and made him more of a human and mm. people have never really seen him like that before so I mean in the comic books they have what's called Super Sons mm-hmm. and it's uh, uh, Jonathan Kent Superman and then you have Damian Wayne Robin who's Batman son. interesting and it's about their adventures and so that's kind of where the idea of uh, Lois and uh, uh, Superman and Lois came from was mm-hmm. from those two books and that's one of the more popular books because right. you essentially have these two superhero kids going on adventures and getting in trouble and their dads have to come in and mm-hmm. kind of correct course so so I would like to just say that I've always been a DC fan very. From the very beginning, uh-huh. I am DC through and through. Justice League, mm-hmm. Superman, my favorite hero of all time, who is the best superhero, by the way. I will let all of you know right now. You're Fight here me. first. <laughs> the Flash. Best superhero of all time. Number Dis- one. Disagreed. Utah. Utah is the best. <laughs> okay. Besides the Utah, <laughs> the Flash is the best superhero uh, in the U.S. other than Utah. Um, <laughs> so let's get back to the Utah. Uh, if we could, the green jello. Okay. Let, let's talk about how he got his superpowers. Uh, let's talk about a little bit of his villains. Okay. So the the mighty Utah issue number one. Um, he's just this big heavy guy uh, struggling with weight issues because again that's how he started. <laughs> that is so incredible. That was, that was, <laughs> I relate already. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, that's how he started with my four year old, and so you know he gets invited, and, and uh, you're gonna. Well, I have to paraphrase. We're going to be dabbing into a little bit of the Utah Mormon LDS culture. Mm-hmm. So he uh, um, gets invited to this singles ward dance. And so essentially what that is in Utah is if you're not married in the Mormon or LDS church, you have these single wards that they ask you to go to. Okay. And so um, – Is it like a – like It's where they try to – Yeah, or? it's like where they try to get you married really quick. Okay. So in the – in the culture, the LDS culture, the idea is to get you married and graduated from BYU by 18, and then you need to start popping out as many kids as humanly possible. My goodness. Yes, that sums it up pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> so, Thank you. And just so you were, just again, background, I grew up in the LDS church. I'm mm-hmm. really no longer active, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that's the culture we live in. Right. Same, like my whole family is yes. involved. So we, uh, so he gets invited, and he, when he goes to the, the dance, he's all excited, it's a potluck, which is another big Utah thing where you have to bring your own food mm-hmm. to parties. Um, so he decides to make Jello, but he's never made Jello before. So he's he's mixing in a bunch of ingredients and then he puts it in the microwave and nukes it forever, okay. which of makes it radioactive. Of course, radioactive. And so he takes it to this dance and nobody wants to eat it because it looks disgusting. You know, there's carrot slices in the Jello. I'm not sure. So they don't want to touch it. And as he's there at the dance, he realizes the person that invited him only did it because. Nobody else was going to, and she was trying to be charitable uh, because that's another thing in Utah is, is trying to, to, to 
you know, fellowship and outreach to people that aren't, you know, active. So he gets upset, leaves, takes his jello home, sits in his uh, recliner crying, and he starts eating jello because that's what people that are like be overweight do when we're sad is we sit in chairs and eat jello. Comfort food. And then he, uh, he goes to bed, and overnight it, that jello makes him sick. So he's, The radioactive jello. <laughs> he throws it out, and the next morning he wakes up, and he is. As strong as Superman, he's mm. invincible. He can't fly. He leaps, which, if you know anything about Superman, originally, originally he, couldn't he couldn't fly. fly. He just jumps. So mm-hmm. he's got all the basic powers of the original Superman. But he throws the Jello out because he thinks it's sick. And there's this little green cricket out there that eats the Jello, and it turns this little green cricket into a genius, like a like oh. a Lex Luthor level genius. Oh. Which, again, if you know anything about the Utah culture, <laughs> the little green crickets. When the Mormon pioneers first settled here, they had crickets come out. And eat all their crops, and so they. Oh, okay. it, you know, the legend goes that they prayed, and then a flock of seagulls came down, and ate all the crickets. Ate all the cr- okay, and that's why the seagulls are the Utah bird. So the cricket, the green cricket, is. I the, did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were like big, like locusts. For I those of you was... watching on YouTube, welcome to Utah history. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> we will be grading. Um, we will so, be grading. So anyway, the, the the bad guy of it is the is the green cricket, mm-hmm. and so. The green cricket has this idea that he's decided to take revenge on the ancestors of the pioneers that are the descendants of the pioneers. Oh. So he decides, <laughs> he discovers this legend of uh, the Lake Bonneville monster. Which okay. Lake Bonneville used to cover all of uh, uh, the Salt Lake Valley. Okay. And so he goes and raises the, the Lake Bonneville monster. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Utah has to step up and see if he can, I'm not going to spoil the book, but has to see if he can uh, you know, take on the Lake Bonneville monster and right. he runs into the gull in Sugar House Park and mm-hmm. they, they team up to, to try to take down the Lake Bonneville monster. So the gull, I'm assuming that's a, a seagull. I'm uh, thinking it's a seagull. It's a bad guy. <laughs> One of the, <laughs> the, the, seagull, the seagull is actually, the, the gull is actually a good guy. That's like Batman oh. in Sugar House Park. And then in, in Utah 3, we announced on Facebook a little bit ago, we're working on a, a she-gull. Oh, that's oh, great. A she-gull. A so. she-gull. Yep. So like I said, it's it's I love playing with the Utah culture, and that's where Utah came from. That's his, uh, Utah number one, obviously, is yeah. his origin story. So. so amongst these superpowers that you've named, being able to leap uh, tall buildings, the Wells Fargo building. Yep, the Wells in a Fargo single building bound. in a single bound. Um, <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. I actually have this. What was it? Faster than a salt flats race car, more powerful than a front runner train. That's, that's a Utah thing. Um, able to leap the Wells Fargo building in a single bound, and he's Utah's mightiest or mightiest hero, the mighty so, Utah. Can I just a little bit of background there before before you do that? Go ahead. I was leading to this. Part. Oh, okay. Keep going then. Um, his with all, all those superpowers that are named, you you kind of forgot one important superpower. He was a very strong peer. He is. <laughs> he, is. <laughs> he broke the urinal yeah. while trying to oh pee. Oh, my. I'm going to um, put that on screen yeah, right now. We'll do it um, on screen. You guys, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're looking at this. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, can Let you me mark see that, that time, one Victoria? more time. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, he's oh breaking the urinal with his Oh, pe- my God. Shattered <laughs> the urinal. This is hilarious. <laughs> can Sorry, I just say ahead. there was a, like, a, you know, aside from, I guess, memes – like, there's so much, like, to this, like, Utah culture, the LDS culture and all of that. Like, the best way I've ever seen it satirized ever. Like, this mm-hmm. is the my, the greatest thing to me now. <laughs> yeah, imagine me. I'm learning, too, <laughs> yeah. with this. And you're the one. You're the comic book fan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is all great. 
See, I just set out to make people laugh, but now I'm educating. Like I said, I could go teach Utah history See? now. So. <laughs> in, in comic book form. Yeah. Um, but right now, we are going to go ahead and take it. Did you say what you wanted to say? Oh, say uh, I was going to go off. Uh, you you m- mentioned the other three superpowers. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to give some background on one. The Salt Flats mm-hmm. are, uh, so like you were saying, Lake Bonneville uh, covered like most of northern Utah back when, I don't know if it was like around the time of dinosaurs ish. Yeah. Um, so like you can on the shelf of the mountains, you can find like shells and like like big shells mm-hmm. and cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they found I think like shark bones down in the valley. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, like maybe even megalodon. Don't quote me on that. Anyway, I'm quoting you. So you heard the, it here first. So megalodon the salt flats is this big flat Comment spot. All your corrections on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> straight up. It's just like all salt. It, mm-hmm. It's just flat, and people like drag race and stuff out there. Yeah. Uh, what was the second one? The Wells Fargo building. Yes. Is one of the tallest buildings in downtown Salt Lake City? Yes. If not the tallest, I don't know downtown that well. I don't think it's the tallest anymore, but it's more of the well, the uh, well-known ones because you got like KUTV News and everything like that. that yeah. And it sells Wells Fargo at the top. It, it would. <laughs> um, and then more powerful than a front runner train. The front runner is the passenger train that uh, is. What's the government thing? UTA. Yeah. Utah Transit Authority, Authority like the yeah. city buses, um, that goes north to south. It's because kids these days don't know what real trades are. So, yeah, you know, you, you <laughs> that's ask true. To the train, they think Wild West, where they understand front runner and track. So, uh, see, that yeah. makes so much more sense. And on that note, while we're making sense, we're gonna go ahead and make some more sense with these ad breaks. We'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody listening out there and also watching the video on YouTube and wherever you listen to the podcast audibly, uh, we appreciate your support and you sticking with us every week. Uh, For now, it's been just over a year we've been doing the show. Incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. And we've been working hard to pump out quality content. You know, we've had amazing guests on the show and we've uh, had extra content and a reaction channel now yeah. so if if you want more convo series in your life and you just can't get enough you can get merch available now all you have to do is contact us how reg oh uh, you can either hit us up on all social media that's one way you could do it just dm us uh or if you want to just email us you can email us at combo series at gmail.com you want to tell them about Vision Media, the parent You can company. go to Vision Media. That's Vision, V-I-Z-I-O-N. Uh, media, how you think it's spelled, LLC.com. Dot com. And you can reach us there. Um, I think it's got a direct way to contact us just right through the website. So for it's pretty sure. simple. Um, all the merch is made to order. And now for the first time ever, we have Vision Media hats in black and blue. So... Get those today and get all of your Convo Series merch as well. Um, They're made to order. They are made to order, so make sure that you put your orders in early so we can get them to you in a timely manner. It is quality merch, so hit us up. Hit us up. And smash that like and all that stuff. And again, we appreciate all the listens and your support. Uh, this is just another way to support us. You we guys keep you us going. It. And if you want you know, a way to show people that you support or that you watch, listen to Convo Series, that you you know, support Vision Media, uh, there it is. So let us know, you know. Contact us and get your merch ordered today. Today. Thank you again. Thank you a bunch of times. Thank you more than him. So many times. More, more than him. More than him. Like to infinity and beyond. But mine is that times two. You can't. No, I said beyond. Plus one. That's beyond. <laughs> 
So I was thinking, like, you know, I was on the phone with that guy, and he was like, you have a, like, a voice for radio. You should be on radio. And yeah. I was thinking about, like, maybe we should, like, do a podcast or, like, you know. Yeah. You know, a lot of people these days, like, are talking about starting a podcast. But, you know, a lot of people never do. Yeah. I, where do you even get started? Like, Well, dude, I got a cure for that. <laughs> folks at home, does this sound like a conversation you've ever had? Does it? Seriously. Yeah. I've had this conversation. A lot of people have. And you know what? The the thing it really comes down to is just doing it. And if you've ever had this thought or this conversation like so many people um, who are now podcasters, yeah. uh, don't be afraid to take that step. You can contact us right now. And how can they do that? Oh, well, you can just go to our website or follow us uh, on any social media at Vision Media LLC. Uh, if you want to go to the website, visionmediallc.com. But either way, you should check us out, uh, see what we are doing, because we do a plethora of things if you're thinking about doing anything. We do. Especially people, <laughs> the, uh, the local the local people here, right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, if you're local, we do offer studio time in-house. You can record here. Um, if you're not local and you would like to send us footage uh, accompanied by sound files and anything that you might need, uh, you can even start on an iPhone. Uh, send us the files and we will handle post-production and even distribution at probably the best price. At absolutely the, the best, the best price. <laughs> absolutely the best price. And you guys. heard it here first. You heard it here first. No, seriously. Uh, all you have to do is record and send us your files. We do the editing, however you want. We create your intro song. Um, we do the distributing, all for one price. It's the best price you're gonna find. So um, it may it only makes sense to check us out. It only makes sense, and. Yeah. Back to your regularly scheduled whatever. Yeah, heard it. Okay, we you heard it here first. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Me and this coke are just having a horrible. That's Took the new nemesis. The coke. The coke is my nemesis. The other day I saw something online. They were doing like orange coke, and the comment mm. underneath is the best. It's like if you're not gonna, unless you're putting cocaine back in coke, leave it the hell alone. <laughs> leave it alone. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't even drink sodas. Yeah. I'm like I just I just need the caffeine for today. Oh. Yeah. That reminds me, I saw one they got that new one that's like coffee and coke. And I was like, does it just like have more caffeine or is yeah. it an energy drink? They do or is it just coke. coffee, like the monster coffee? No, it's coffee and Coca-Cola. Yeah. I but heard I, it was really good though. I saw like on the ad, like uh well it was a meme, but like the first comment nice. or the top comment was like they really just want to put cocaine back in, don't they? <laughs> they're getting, they're getting. They're trying everything. To that line is possible. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to Convo Series. Uh, we appreciate you listening to those ads. Uh, go do what we said to do. Subscribe and buy the merch. That. Make sure you do that. And hit we me up you. for any, uh, you know. Any kind of media production work you need done, and all that stuff. Seriously, Actually, though? hit RJ up, and he'll he'll hit me up. We'll, we'll do tell that. your people you to tell know. my people. I'm just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get those people together. Um, so back to Travis Romney with uh, Rocky Mountain Comics. Uh, we were talking about the Utah, right? We were talking about his superpowers. Right. Now you mentioned something earlier. Uh, his his uh, for lack of a better word, kryptonite. 
are funeral potatoes. Funeral potatoes. Now, can we explain for the listeners what funeral potatoes are? Because I... Nobody saw that. Um, <laughs> because I actually um, didn't know what the hell they were until I moved here. Even then, it took a couple of years. It was only recently, recently. and we, it, we've we talked about it on the show. But it was on the show where you heard the word funeral potatoes yes. together for the first time. It yeah. was the podcast with Unibest Friends. It podcast. was. It was the first Shouts out to YNBF. You. Shouts out to you guys. You should listen to them. They are fucking hilarious. <laughs> All of you guys should listen to your new best friends podcast. They are hilarious. And whatever um, creams your Twinkie. WCYT feature Flavor and Jack Flavor and Jack Boy. That's J-A-C. Sorry. Real quick plug for our new show. True that. We do have a new show under Vision Media. So make sure you go listen to whatever creams your Twinkie. And it's not even us. In my opinion, funny. they're funnier. So. Yeah, they're funnier than us. <laughs> Seriously. Um, funeral potatoes. <laughs> funeral potatoes. <laughs> Let's talk about what exactly funeral potatoes are. What the hell, Travis? I just think it's funny that only in this place could you go from what creams your Twinkie to funeral potatoes. <laughs> and funeral potatoes are the more serious <laughs> Right. Okay. Funeral potatoes. So funeral potatoes. So what are these things? <laughs> in Utah, funeral potatoes are a staple of every funeral. When you go to it, you'll have people bring funeral potatoes. Sometimes they'll bring multiple funeral potatoes, and just like fry sauce, everybody has their own different recipe right. on how they make it. Okay. And it's kind of like a casserole. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, you were actually during the break telling us how you make it, so please. No, well, well <laughs> I would like to say that Trevin doesn't make them. Oh, <laughs> Let's give the, the uh, respect and honor to who is due to. Shouts out to Victoria. Shouts out. <laughs> uh, you can, you can uh, go ahead and tell them if you want. Um, little bit about your funeral potatoes. Victoria? It's really just like a, a creamy potato mixture with cheese and you bake it. And honestly, it is so good. It's so good. And it's sad that they only brought out really at funerals. So, What type of potatoes though? Because these are, this is the specific part. Um, you can use shredded or like country potatoes, just like the little cubes. I think that we usually use shredded though. Some people use like au gratin. Yep. Weirdos. Mm. Again, everybody has a different recipe for Oh my gosh, potatoes. I haven't tried them with all gratin. That sounds so good. No, so because they're always used at funerals, they uh, you know represent death. In fact, they did a, a Rocky Mountain comic story mm-hmm. where a guy's purchasing the ingredients for funeral potatoes, and at the very end, the store clerk looks at him and goes, Oh, who died? <laughs> I mean, just right off the bat, yeah. exactly who it was. So that's what it's. And so that's okay. what Utah's uh, weakness is, is funeral potatoes. And like I said, it just in, makes them sad. <laughs> oh, who died? We, we discovered that in uh, issue two. Mm-hmm. We also discovered in issue two that um, green jello gave him his powers. Mm-hmm. Red jello makes him evil. So oh, just like different, like in Superman with uh, different colored kryptonites. Right, right, right. Two different things. Different colored jellos affect Utah differently. Interesting. All right. Oh, I want to ask so much. I don't know how much you want to let go. <laughs> so issue number two is awesome because issue number one, Utah teamed up with the Gull. Issue number two, he actually teams up with a whole team of the Salt City Strangers. And when Utah goes crazy because of the, the red jello, it's up to the Salt City Strangers to stop him. Mm, wow. Okay. Dang it, man. <laughs> this is so good. All right. So... um. Is, is the Utah only, is it strictly uh, like online or can we go anywhere else? Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm, I got notes here. I'm trying to be professional. Or can we go anywhere else like um, Dr. Volts and the Nerd Store yep, to Dr. get your Volt, comic books? Dr. Volts and the Nerd Store have uh, Utah number one, Utah number two, the Shout Demon out. of Devlin Hall, mm. and uh, um Deputy Deseret, I did the cover work for. Oh, and nice. so and yeah, shouts out to to Doctor Volts and the Nerd Store. There's shouts also, out. 
black cat comments in uh, in Sugar House. I know it, black it, cat. It's awesome nice. how the the geek or nerd culture in Utah is just one big family. Everybody really knows each other. Everybody supports each other. Yeah. Everybody works with each other. I mean, it, it's awesome. So you know, you got Mr. Bell up at Doctor Volts. You got a. Uh, 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 Roger Prowse at uh, Nerd Store, mm-hmm. and it's just awesome. Nice. So, shouts out to uh, Doctor Vaults in the Nerd Store and Black shouts Cats. Out, shouts out, yeah. shouts out, Black Cat, Black Cat comments, and Black House. Cats. Shouts. <laughs> That's kind of our thing. <laughs> Sorry. Shouts and out. Shouts what's, out. What's really cool is Roger and Charles uh, at the Nerd Store. They also do uh, what's called Wasatch Comic Con, mm. and that's in August of this year. And it's on the 13th and 14th of August at Valley Fair Mall. And what's cool about it is it's we what, should we should do this. We are you going to be there? Yeah, are you going to yeah. be there? I, I will be. So you there heard it here first. We'll what, come with cameras, maybe. What's cool is it's a okay. creator-focused Comic Con, and it's free. So everybody, oh. everybody there are comic creators. That's the best part. It, it's not you know you're not getting your big Hollywood stars like Tom Holland or anything, but you're getting like you know Phil Sebi, who's a local who did Tomb Raider. He also did the cover for mm. Utah Number Two. Um, Doug, oh, wow. Doug Wagner Shouts is out. an amazing Shouts author out. and writer for comic books. He's one of my favorite people. Shouts and out. And like I said, it's just, uh, uh, they, they basically take a whole hallway of uh, Valley Fair Mall, and you'll have creators of different comic books um, up and down the line. Right. They had, uh, I can't remember his name, it's the uh, artist and writer behind 30 Days of Night, the original comic book that became a movie. Um, there they had never heard of it, but uh, interesting. Uh, Ninja Turtles, he was there. I mm-hmm. mean, just awesome, awesome stuff. So that's in August, and then of course, Fanex or uh, uh, September Salt Lake Comic Con is September, and it's the 16th, 17th, and 18th. And I'll be there as well. Nice, I'll be at that one. Um, so let's talk about getting your comics um, into Comic Con since we're on this train here. Okay. Fanex, which is the big Comic Con here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, and then let's talk about that because. You know, let's let's just be honest. We were talking earlier about how some comic book creators or people who are inspired to become comic book creators um, only go so far. And what was what was the joke you said? Twenty years later, oh, yeah. I had a gentleman come up to me at a comic con, and he's like, "I had the greatest idea for a comic book. I'm working on it. I'm three pages in." And I was like, "That's awesome. How long have you been working on it?" He goes, "About twenty years." I'm like, "Oh, You're three pages in. <laughs> three pages in for twenty years." I, I, and I believe me, pages in comic books take a while, mm-hmm. but not twenty. Years. Not twenty years worth. So, yeah. <laughs> it's about uh, eight years a page. Yep. Um, <laughs> so my my question is, how how did you get into the actual comic con scene? Um, because I know you've told us you've done panels, um, things like that. How how did how does one get from? I think I'm going to create a comic book into I'm doing panels now at Comic-Con. Uh, it goes back to that adage in elementary school, ask questions. <laughs> so yes. I, after I met uh, Chris Hoffman and Andrew Malin with uh, the lady, and we started working on issue number one, they were already invited to the Comic-Con, so they had me come to do some signings with the book. Nice. I just got to know other people, and I started asking, hey, how do I do this? Hey, I want to be a part of this. How can I? And, and again, the, the nerdy geek culture in mm-hmm. Utah is amazing in the fact that they really are, are here to help raise people up and not keep people out. Mm-hmm. And so they really work with you on, on, yeah, this is a person you needed to talk to. This is oh, yeah, nice. this is how you uh, would do it. This is how you go about it. And then you just start making friends and, and you just can't be afraid to put yourself out there. And I think that's another problem people have. That's another thing. Yeah. They're afraid to ask that question because they're afraid of being rejected. Mm-hmm. And What's awesome is you'll have people out there that will give you great critiques. And that's the other thing is you have to be able to accept criticism. Right. One hundred percent. That that I mean, and understand it's coming from a place where they want to help make you better. So even if they come in and say, Okay, what you did is trash, mm-hmm. this is what you need to work on, 
you need to take that as a challenge and do better the next time because it does make you better. Right. So I've been saying this all the time. Failure is the is the important part. Failure is the good part. That's where you learn what not to do. Right. And if you're born knowing what to do, then why are you asking questions? Go fucking do it and shut up about it. Exactly. But, you know, like we say this all the time, but this this what you're saying translates to anybody wanting to do anything mm-hmm. that they love or are good at. Go fucking do it. Right. Go do it. And if you're worried that you're going to fail, then don't. Don't ever do it. And then you can worry in 40 years and wonder. But, you know, I'm serious. Like, in, in anything like this, in what I do, my favorite thing is failing. Because, okay, now I get to start something that will be better. Most important part of falling down is getting back up again. Exactly. Most. You know how many presidents ran like 30 times before getting elected? Yeah, that's very true. Like, you know how many quit after the first time? No, you don't because you've never heard their name. Yep. So with you, the first time you grabbed the little tablet thing and started doing your illustrations and you realized that, well, you did probably didn't realize at the time that they were cra- trash. Oh, no. At the, at the time I was like, well, this looks okay because I used to draw, <laughs> it used to draw just strictly on paper. Uh-huh. And, and that's still a technique that you can use, draw on paper and then scan it in, do your editing through Procreate or, or Sketchbook and different programs like that. But I thought to myself, if I'm going to do this, I want to try, you know, doing it all digital right off the bat. So right. that's when I got that and I put it up and I was like, oh, this looks okay. Mm-hmm. And then after I got the first two, 300 likes and, and like I said, that was within the first month, month and a half. I thought, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I'm onto something. I'll invest a little bit more of my money. And that's when I went and got an iPad Pro for the first time. And when I started actually sketching on that, looking at the thing, I was like, oh, <laughs> how do I get people to actually like this? And then... You know, uh, it, it's gotten better as I've practiced more years, different uh, tools, different apps have come out mm-hmm. and it's been awesome. And I've actually sat down with other artists who, you know, work on the same platforms that I do and, and they will, you know, spend two, three hours showing me, okay, this is, you know, some tricks that mm-hmm. I've learned mm-hmm. and then I'll show them tricks that I've learned and, and that and just makes us better. That was my next question. I was going to ask you, how did, how did that progress happen? Was it, did you take illustration classes or... Yeah, so I actually I ended up getting an associate's degree in art. So I did, uh, and before I did that, that's I when I started the comic strip. And everybody's like, you need to, you know, every artist I talk to says you don't necessarily need, uh, you know, college courses or things like that, but they help because mm-hmm. that's where you can actually go and, and and learn to draw. And so that's when I started taking some college courses. But again, a lot of the the ways I learned to draw came from other artists and just sitting down talking with right. them. How did you do this? And then them telling me this is how I did it. Because again. Most people are out there to help others succeed. They're not out there to be like, I can't tell you, you know, this is my secret fry sauce recipe. And, right. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they're actually out there to help. And so it's just a matter of getting out there and asking questions. Yeah. You know, I, I think in like, that's so cool because like in a lot of industries, like, uh, creatively, like the music industry or like in some like YouTuber scenes, you know, people are kind of like territorial about their like. This is what I do. Don't their try style to, and everything. You know, like, it, it, you don't even have to copy their style, but if you start doing videos like they're doing videos, mm-hmm. they'll just be like, oh, you know, like they don't want to share the love. When in this day and age, like, we don't have to fight for audiences online. Mm-hmm. There's so many people online consuming content that you can have a million followers and still not be like, you know, you won't be famous enough to not be able to go to the store. It's we can all share this thing that's happening and we can all grow and be like so any industry or any like local scene that supports people learning and getting into it, like that's just so cool. Back to what I was saying earlier, like, you know, what you're 
saying like how to, how you got into it and how you got to where you are like translates to everything else. But if you're listening and you're interested in getting into the comic book scene, now you know how I guess chill it is here. Yeah. So, you know, if anything, like take that away and and go get it, man. Well, and it's awesome because I've you know, I, 2014 I was in that place where I was asking questions and and Chris and Andy were awesome enough to to teach me. And now I get people asking me, mm-hmm. and I, you know, try to pay it forward by, by showing them. And, and I'm sure you guys are aware through the podcasts and stuff. Everybody's path is going to be different to getting to, to your own version of success. Oh yeah. Just because this worked for me doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else. But mm-hmm. that being said, you take these tools that you learn throughout and go forward. And one of the first things I tell everybody is look, don't quit your day job. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not an insult to your talent or your future but you have to have a way to pay your bills while you're getting off Very the true. ground. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it was law enforcement. And I'm at a point now where I'm, you know, about seven years away from being able to collect my pension. And then I'll collect my pension and be able to do my, you know, comic books full time in my retirement. Nice. And so having a plan and, and routing it in, in a way to pay for it as mm-hmm. well as succeed in it is the way to go. I have I, one guy came up to me and commented, so I quit my job two weeks ago and I'm going to do this all the time. <laughs> okay. How many fans do you have? Or, you know, how many books? Are I've had none, but I'm going to do this. It's like, I, I appreciate the dedication. I really do, but yeah. you're not going to be able to pay bills with this with, you know, for a while. So yeah. make sure you pay your bills. Cause it doesn't just like pop off. Yeah. Like, no, it, the, the, in the comic book industry and podcasts and mm-hmm. everything, you have to have that base. You have to have that fan base. Exactly. And that demand for content. A lot of really before. great podcasts took like two years before they started getting like even monetized on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's same with comic books. You, I mean, there are people that still have day jobs or part-time jobs and do this, for, you know, draw. It's just yeah. how it is. It's, you know, unfortunately getting enough fan base to translate to enough money to stay home and do this as a full-time job is a lot tougher than people mm-hmm. think. And so make sure you, you do it realistically. Right. right. It is doable. Yeah, it is doable. It is a hundred percent doable. Yeah. Like they said, it wasn't, you know, no. the last it, generation. It is doable. So it just takes but, time. Yeah, yeah. But know what you're doing. And, and the passion is not enough. The passion alone is not enough. Um, passion and motivation. I'm trying to say this again so I can get it through your heads. Listeners. What was the word? I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Sorry, that's my that's my uh, transition here. But passion and motivation are not enough um, to build a business, to build a lifestyle. That's where we get to validity. Um, I think we mentioned it a little bit earlier, right? Yep. While we were on air. Yep. That validity, you know, stemmed from a bunch of people wanting to do something, but not having the the motivation or drive to do it. Right. Or having the motivation and drive to stick with it. Yeah, because I, um, when I was younger, in junior high, maybe a little bit, like first beginning of high school, I created my own comic strip. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was called Spuds, and it was about two potato best friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, right? This is weird. I want to read it. <laughs> I don't know where I don't it know. is. It seems a little starchy to me. I lit- <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Damn it. I, I am that. so <laughs> delightfully like surprised at how funny he is. I loved it. Um, but yeah, it was about to... Please tell me the ending. They get turned into fries and dipped in fry sauce because based on our conversation... That'd be if I lived in ending. Utah, that's what would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> they died a very... Their arch enemy. <laughs> they get turned into funeral potatoes yes. and then like people put fry sauce on them. No, uh, they used to just play tennis. They were tennis buddies. Oh. It was it was weird because one of them had like a long swoop. Up here, <laughs> like right in the <laughs> one of them got hit with the tennis racket and then he was french fries then he was french fries, so was french fries. 
And instead of... I'm going to create this back up, baby. <laughs> and you could actually have it all Filet. red. They get the most gory thing, and they'd be like, oh, it's ketchup. Ketchup. <laughs> you guys heard it here first. I'm bringing spuds back. Hell yeah. No, no but um, so that was like, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was a passion of mine, but it was something, because like I said, I've loved comic books and everything. Right. Um, even right now, back at home at, in Alabama, my mom's house, I have a big ass case of just like number one issues and all types of stuff of oh, like yeah. uh mostly dc yeah <laughs> but um yeah so going back to validity validity yep, validity um how did you start with that is that something that you were brought in on validity yeah, so Studios? I, I was brought so originally rocky mountain comics when i first started was called so utah and because at the time I was living in St. George and you had Southern Utah, so Utah. And I, you know, I really didn't think at the time that um, my fan base would extend beyond my friends in mm -hmm. St. George. And then when it really went statewide and it, what's awesome about the Facebook analytics is you can actually start seeing where your fans are from. And so yeah. I was like, wow, I'm all over the state. That's when I decided to change it to Rocky mountain comics mm -hmm. to make it a little more statewide. Um, but when I met Chris and Andy, they'd already started the lady and we're doing their own books. Like they've got uh, Salt City Strangers, The Gull. Mm -hmm. They do an awesome book called Ruthless. It's more of an adult nice. graphic novel, but okay. awesome book. Go check that out. Um, and so they also decided to turn Valady into more like a, like a publishing house type thing. Mm. So they've got uh, another artist that does a book called Kerman. And then they did the Mighty Utah, and like right. I said, we did crossovers, Demon to Devil and Holland. So it's a, uh, have you, ever, you know what Image Comics is, right? Uh, no. So Image Comics was uh, created back in the 90s, and it was essentially a bunch of Marvel artists like Jim Lee and a few others that got really fed up with, with the way Marvel was doing things, so they left. And so they created Image Comics, but underneath that Image Comics umbrella, they each had different publishing houses. So you had like, you know, Wildcat, or, yeah, Wildcats, Wildstorm, and, you know. Okay. Um, it's kind of what Valady did is they created Valady Studios, but underneath it, you've got like Rocky Mountain Comics, you got Hoffman okay. Studios and, and different things like that. So, right, right, right. So okay. Valady's kind of our umbrella, but underneath you've got different publishers. So I got you. We're, we're no strangers to that here. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, and so I know you were um, on your Facebook bio. It says that you've been a part of other projects. What other projects not under Rocky Mountain have you been a part of? So, uh, the, the biggest one that I really enjoyed doing was uh, Deputy Deseret. Mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of a one-off shot issue off of the Salt City Strangers. It was somebody else that wrote it. Somebody completely outside of uh, the lady, he wrote it. And then they had another artist draw it. And then I was asked to do the cover for it just because of my passion for the Salt City Strangers. Right. So I did that. I've done uh, like Gull 3. I did a, a story in there. Uh, wrote and draw, drew a story about a... Uh, well, I, I drew a story. Chris, Hoff, uh, Chris Hoffman's one that wrote it about uh, the Gull versus a squirrel in Sugar House Park. <laughs> so, <laughs> squirrel. Yeah, so, I mean, different things like that. I, I've been uh, uh, contributing artists to. Um, other people have asked me to reach out and I've done cover work for them too. So We should probably reach out to you for some cover work <laughs> to be completely honest. Um, that's, that's dope. What has been your favorite project oh, that you've done so far? It's that old cliche, and my favorite one is the one I'm currently working on because that's what I'm passionate about. So right mm -hmm. now I'm really putting a lot of effort into Demon of Devil and Hall 2. I'm really enjoying that. Has um, that, that hasn't come out yet. That right? has not come out okay. yet. My, I, it's looking like I mean, it's looking like I'm going to be able to. My goal is to get it done before Wasatch Comic Con in August mm -hmm. and have it there for that show and then also in Fanix uh, uh, in September. Oh, nice. So I'm hoping to have that done. But uh, like I said, it's looking like it. I'm more than two pages and three pages in, so that's a good thing. So fans of that, um, 
know that the second one is coming. Yeah, fans of that know that the second one's coming. And then, like I said, we're, Utah three, we're our Utah three, we're also uh, in the early stages of development for. Like I said, we're going to introduce Shigal. We announced that on a Facebook page. Shigal. Yep. So <laughs> I can't wait. I haven't even read the first two. I can't wait for the new one. And then, like I said, uh, we are constantly throwing up quick ones on our uh, uh, Rocky Mountain Facebook page that kind of make fun of current events that are mm-hmm. going on right now. And Just like short strips? The, yeah, the last one was a yes. sing- single panel that was making fun of the housing prices these days. It's a real estate agent uh, standing next to a porta potty. Oh, yeah, I have that one, actually. <laughs> standing next to a porta potty <laughs> saying this one-bedroom one. or this one-bathroom residence is a great deal. It's $400,000. So <laughs> it's, it's a great oh, deal. Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't screenshot that one, but that one is hilarious. I've seen that one. And then there's this one. Here. It says, hold on. <laughs> oh, no porn filter on the cell phone. So one of the <laughs> one of the things we like to do is we like to make fun of current events, and the legislature passed a a bill that uh, it's called the porn filter bill. They we were, definitely talked about it yeah, on this podcast. They, re- they require uh, a warning now every time, and if not, you can be subject to criminal action and. You have to click a little checkbox that says you're 18. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So it's kind of making fun of that a little bit. So, and the- <laughs> <I told you. laughs> that's good. You, you definitely, if you uh, aren't already, but go to the page and check out all the comics. It, it, it's incredible. Absolutely. Um, that was pretty much my question. My next question was something that you're very proud of that hasn't come out yet. Yeah, so. demon number two. I'm actually really proud of the. It's probably the best art I've done. I, I mean, putting a lot of time and effort into it. And like I said, uh, it, it's a, a satire of Daredevil, and I love Daredevil, so right. it's it's really cool. Now, as we close out, I'm actually looking for these questions. I usually I usually have these questions. That, uh, you know who James Lipton is? Not off the top, no. Or was? Uh, rest in peace to James Lipton. Rest in peace and shouts out. Shouts out to him. Um, so he used to do this show. Um, you could find it on YouTube now mm-hmm. still. It's called Inside the Actor Studio, okay. where he would just have all types of super famous actors come on. And basically he did, he, he conducted an interview in front of a acting class. In, in like a small ass. He was considered theater. like one of the greatest interviewers. The greatest interview. Yeah. That's awesome. Seriously. So he would have all these actors come in and then at the end of every interview, he would ask these 10 specific questions, which I'm about to ask you. Okay. Um, and basically the point of the questions is not to like be in deep thought. It's to like whatever you feel, just say what you feel. Okay. Yep. You ready for this? Okay. All right. So here are the questions as soon as I can find them. <laughs> find them i just can't find the other ones can we do like a pause right now um yeah what? i mean we can always just i could plug something while you find it we do that i got Let's plenty of shit to plug um i have a new youtube channel out by the time this releases it's called trevin's world uh, i guess i can plug that um it's my new personal channel for anything that i can conceive of so you should go check that out um i'm gonna be adding a new podcast i think um, but also the idea, people keep asking me, well, what's it about? What's this channel for? It's not. That's my answer. Um, <laughs> sometimes I think often I put myself in a box when I create a format for a show or a project where I feel like if I get any kind of idea to make content, I have to find a way to make it fit into the format of the shows I already have or run. or, And I think that's uh, where I've made a lot of mistakes in 
in my early content creation. So this is my new personal channel for anything I feel like posting. And uh, I'm going to start a, a regular, I don't know if the show will have a name by now, but I'm going to start a regular podcast. I'm going to try to do it like daily, just solo. So um, yeah, that's Trevin's World on YouTube. T-R-E-V-A-N is my name. Sounds good. And I got those questions now. All right, let's get it. <laughs> you ready for this, Travis? Ready. All right. Out of 10, here we go. What's your favorite word? The lady. Oh, beautiful. Nice. That's <laughs> fucking beautiful. <laughs> What's your least favorite word? Um, Valeity. No. no. <laughs> Failure. Mm, nice. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Mm, watching others succeed. Mm. What turns you off? Watching people give up too easily. Whew, that one hit a little bit hard. What is your favorite curse word? Shit. That's not a bad one. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Uh, I love the sound of a baseball hitting a leather glove. Mm. I love baseball. Okay. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> okay. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, styrofoam. Ooh. Ugh. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. Hate that. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got two, so... Okay, are you, go are you, for it. Are you talking... Well, no, I'm saying I'm in law enforcement and, and comics, so you're saying... Other Neither of those. Enforcement? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, that makes it really easy. Um, actually, I think it'd be fun to, to teach. Mm, okay. Hmm. What profession would you not like to do? Uh, trash man. I could never do that. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. Hey, wake up way too early. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's way too hard to work. I admire those men so much. True. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrived at the pearly gates? So there's an awesome comic. It's not mine. But oh, this it's is a, already It's great. amazing. <laughs> this guy goes to the, the pearly gates and he said, uh, you know, the, the guy's asking uh, St. Peter, I, I made comic books that I waste people's lives and he goes you made thousands of comics you wasted thousands of people's <laughs> lives so that, that's what I'd want that one yeah. that is beautiful you've yeah. wasted thousands of people's lives yeah. um, those are the questions I have one follow up question who's your baseball team uh, the Mets well, that's been another great episode, you guys. I'm a, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Uh, I mean, uh, I Cubs fan, say, too. That's football. Yeah, Cubs fan, too. Um, but, yeah, we really want to thank you and say we appreciate you, dude, for coming on this. This has been such a great episode. Well, thank and you. I'm with Trevin. I'm very pleasantly surprised that you were funny. Oh, well, you're, you're awesome. like I said, you, you introduced a comic art. Hello. <laughs> it's mostly because, like, I'll tell you off air. But anyway. Um, <laughs> is that is, the ice cream truck I Ice cream truck. Damn it, foiled again. <laughs> is, there, uh, is there anything else that you want to plug or where yeah. can people find all your stuff? Social media, all that stuff. Let the camera know. Um, Rocky Mountain Comics on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can go to, again, big plug for Dr. Volts and, and the Nerd Store. They are awesome guys. Awesome stores. They're local. Please go spend your nerd money there. They are amazing. <laughs> yes. They've got everything. Pops, comic books, merchandise. Go hit them up. Oh, we need pops. At Nerd Stores in Valley Fair Mall and Dr. Volts is on 3300 South, just off of 2300, or 2300 East. So There you go. Your social media? Yep. Uh, Facebook, uh, Rocky Mountain Comics. Uh, Instagram, Rocky Mountain Comics. And then Valady Studios is also has its own page on Facebook. We appreciate you. Could you spell Valady Studios? V-E-L-L-E-I-T-Y. All right. Perfect. There we go. And then we'll, of course, also have it at the end uh, of the YouTube video. So if you haven't watched it, go to the uh, video 
and then subscribe. Yeah. And, you know, uh, as usual, I have been Trevin, a.k.a. The Chosen One. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, follow my new YouTube channel and subscribe, please, with notifications on Trevin's World. It's really, it's really easy. You don't even have to watch my videos. Just subscribe. It helps. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Follow my TikTok at uh what u h underscore what it's and then H-H. zero. It's is it u h h? Yeah, you got two h's in there. Okay, it's u h h underscore. Follow what? our parent company Vision Media at Vision with a Z V I Z I O N Media. How you think it's spelled L L C on all platforms except for Facebook? So they won't let me change it. <laughs> on Facebook, it's Vision Media One. Number just number one. one. Um, yeah, that's it for me. Thank you guys again, really, every week. I'm so appreciative that you guys keep listening. Uh, yeah, we do I just, appreciate you I guys. love this show. Seriously. I love you guys. So, And I have been RJ, um, a.k.a. Reg Travels on Everything. We appreciate you guys for listening. Go follow us on all social medias. That's Convo Series, C-O-N-V-O-S-A-R-I-E-S. I wasn't sure I was going to get that off like correctly. <laughs> uh, go follow us, Convo Series on Everything, Convo Series Podcast. On YouTube, go ahead and drop a subscribe for us. Turn on those notifications. Make sure they're on so you know when we have new episodes with new guests. And until next time, we appreciate... Subscribe to Patreon. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. I almost got out of here with that. Make sure you subscribe to Patreon. You can subscribe for as little as $1. And as Uh, much as... As much as $50, but that comes with uh, free free merch. merch. Um, We also have content on there. Make sure you go ahead and get on those contents. Uh, Was that it, Trevin? Am I good to go? Yeah, you're good. Okay. So, everybody, again, Travis, a.k.a. Rocky Mountain Comics, we really appreciate you for coming. We want to thank you. Um, Thank you. you It's such a blast today. Seriously. You guys go follow him on all that stuff. Follow us on all that stuff. Um, We love the shit out of you, and until next time, peace.